everyone, I'm Bea and welcome back to the Cardiac Creative for Teens. For those of you who might not be familiar, Cardiac Creative for Teens is a place where teens come together with other teens to learn about spiritist teachings and topics in a way that we can relate to and makes more sense to us and hopefully through this we're able to better understand what is trying to be said. So for over a year now we have been going through the spirits book together reading it piece by piece, question by question, word by word, so that we can try and have a better understanding. And we only do a little bit each week so that it's not too overwhelming and that so we are able to fully understand and try and relate to what's being said. Because if we were to read a hundred questions all in one night, then we'd probably only remember a few key ones and also like the last few that we did we wouldn't remember all of them so doing a few each week helps us to remember and try and use those ones that we learned that week and apply it to our lives so in previous chapters we talked a lot about going from the corporeal world to the spirit world we've talked about being in the spirit world but now we recently for just a few weeks now we've been talking about returning to the corporeal world so we're talking about in the from the spirit world going back to the corporeal world such as earth and within this large chapter we have several parts and last week we left off in the beginning of a part which was titled the joining of the soul with the body and also and then it was period abortion so we're talking about the joining of the soul and the body so right at the right at the beginning, right when the spirit returns to the corporeal world. So let's start right where we left off at question 347. What usefulness can a spirit derive from incarnating into a body that dies a few days after birth? So they're saying that, of course we know that everything must have a purpose, so why are there spirits who come through this whole process of reincarnation just to die a few days after birth, like when babies are born and then they die. That's what they're asking about here. And the spirits answered, Such a being does not yet have a sufficient development con developed consciousness of its existence. The importance of its death is almost null. As we have already said, these cases are often meant as a trial for the parents. So what they're saying here is that in a few days of being born, the spirit, it doesn't have consciousness really. It's not really understanding what's going on because it just changed scenarios real quick. So the spirit isn't actually very conscious and it doesn't really understand what's happening. And usually, so for them, the consequence of it, they don't really feel anything because they weren't even used to that life yet. So it's not, they barely even realize that that happened to them the spirit itself, but most times this is a trial for the parents. So when this happens, just a few days after, when a child dies right after birth, this is more of a, a lesson, something for the parents to learn that something that they had to go through, not exactly that the spirit itself had to go through. Because of course we didn't know that he didn't do any trials or make up for any mistakes in that two days that he was alive. 
Question 348. Does a spirit know beforehand that the body it has chosen will have no chance of surviving? The spirits answered, It knows sometimes, but if it chooses it for that reason, it does so in order to avoid its upcoming trial. So the question here is asking, does the spirit know? Do they know that they are going to go through this whole reincarnation process just to be alive for a few days? And the spirits answered that it knows sometimes. So sometimes, yeah, they do know. But if it chooses, so if the spirit says, oh, okay, I want to reincarnate here where I'm only going to have three days to live or however long, then it's usually doing that to avoid its upcoming trials because they say, because it's like they're, they're up in the spirit world and they're thinking, okay, it's your time to reincarnate. And they're kind of pushing, okay, you have to reincarnate. Now's your time. You should go. So then this, that spirit might be like, oh, okay, I want to reincarnate here because they know that they'll just have a few days, a few weeks, maybe months, but they're not going to survive. So they're just going to basically push their other trials further out so they don't have to get to them yet. Question 349. When a particular incarnation fails for a spirit for any reason, is it immediately furnished with another existence? So they're saying, so if so, you try and reincarnate and it fails, like they're saying here, like you, it's like the baby dies right after birth or something of that sort, any type of failure in this case, does, does it immediately get another body to go to reincarnate to and the spirits answered not always immediately the spirit requires time to make another choice unless an immediate reincarnation has been previously decided upon so if like we were saying how some of the spirits do know that they're not gonna have a very long life on a corporeal world then they can say okay so i'm gonna go Live, go right here for this corporal life for this amount of time, and then after, I want to reincarnate right in this other place. So they can do that, so in that case, they would they would immediately re go to, to a different body. Well, of course, go through the whole process again with a different body, because they had pre-decided this. But if not, then the spirit still has to go through that step of making another choice, of making another decision, and thinking about it, so it might not be an immediate reincarnation again. Question 350. Once definitely united to the body of a child, and therefore no longer able to withdraw, does a spirit sometimes regret the choice it has made? So, once it's united with the body completely, does it, does it ever regret its choices? And the spirit said, Do you mean if, as, as an incarnate spirit, it might complain about its life, or if it would like to have another? Yes. Does it regret the choice it made? No, because it does not even remember having made the choice in the first place. Once incarnating, a spirit cannot regret a choice of which it has no awareness, but it may find the burden to be too heavy. And if it thinks the burden is beyond its strength to endure, it may resort to suicide. So what they're saying here is that 
yes, the spirit might complain. They might say, I don't want this life, or you want to have a different life. But regretting the choice it made won't happen because you don't remember that choice you made. It's like all of us. Does any of us remember what choice we made when we were up in the spirit world? We don't, we don't remember it. So how can we regret it if we don't remember it? And also, but we do, yeah, we do complain and say, oh, I want, I don't want this life, I don't want this burden. And sometimes if the burden is too heavy and the people can't handle it, that's when they resort to suicide. Question 351. In the interval between conception and birth, do spirits enjoy all their facilities, all their faculties? So, between conception, so basically in the nine months where the baby is still in, in the mother's stomach. So, does, do spirits enjoy all their faculties? Do they have everything that they had in the spirit world? And the spirit said, more so or less so? Depending on the phase, phase of gestation, because during that time, they are not yet fully incarnated. They are only attached to the body. So they do have some, mo well, they say more or less. So they do have most of their spirit faculties that they had in the spirit worlds because they're not yet fully incarnated. They're just attached to the body, but they aren't very, very linked to the body yet. And then the spirits continue. At the moment of conception, confusion begins to, to envelope the spirit, and it is thereby warned that the time has come to start a new existence. This confusion increased, increases until the time of birth. In the meantime, its state is more or less that of an incarnate spirit during sleep. As the moments of birth approach, its ideas are erased, as well as its memory of the past, which, it no longer which is no longer conscious of once it returns to life on earth. But this memory returns little by little when it re-enters the spirit state. So, what the spirits are saying here is that as they get closer, as the spirit's getting closer to being born, it starts to forget more and more of this stuff. It's just like they said, the memory's being erased. And once once they go back to the spirit world, they'll get it all back. But right now, it just slowly, the ideas start to slip away, the memories start to slip away, so that once they go on Earth, they're not conscious of all that past and all they've learned in the spirit world. Question 352. At the moment of birth, do spirits immediately recover the fullness of their faculties? So, right at birth, do they immediately recover? They're like, okay, I'm fine, I'm ready to go. And the spirit said, no. The faculties develop gradually with the organs. Spirits find themselves in a new existence and must learn to use their bodily instruments. Their ideas return little by little, like those of an individual who wakes up from sleep to find themselves in a different situation than the one they were in the day before. So, they don't immediately go, okay, I'm ready to go, I know how to do this. They're kind of confused, so they're like, because they're not used to having a corporeal body anymore, because they were in the spirit world. So now they have to, like they said here, they it develops gradually with the organs. Like, we see babies, first they start 
grabbing stuff with their hands, then they start moving around, rolling over, then sitting up, then crawling and walking. So it's these little things that we slowly start doing. And then while it's a doing it though, because there is that memory that, okay, you've, like, I've done this before, like, you, you get into it. Once you start, you get into it. It's like riding a bike. If you haven't ridden a bike for a long time, but then you get on a bike, you still know how to ride it. So it's kind of like that. They haven't been in a corporate existence for a while, but once they get back into it, they just need to refresh their brains to do it all again. Question 353. Since the union of a spirit with its body is not complete and definitely consummated until after birth, can the fetus be considered as having a soul? So now we're saying, since the spirit isn't exactly attached, the spirit isn't exactly linked completely, it's just attached to the body, it's not 100% linked to the body. So, can the fetus, so in the in the stomach, in the mother's stomach, can the fetus be considered having a soul? And the spirits answered. The spirit who must animate it exists outside of it, so to speak. Strictly speaking, the fetus has no soul, since the current incarnation is only in the process of being accomplished. Nevertheless, the fetus is linked to the soul that it will have. So, to think of it in a way is that, like I said, it exists outside. So basically, in those first few months, it's like the spirit and the body are side by side. They're not completely together, but they're side by side. They're standing next to each other. They're, they have a little link in between them. So, strictly speaking, like they're saying here, so technically, the fetus doesn't have the soul, but the fetus is linked to the spirit that it will have. So although not directly having it, it is still linked to it. Question 354. How can we intrauterine life be explained? So this question, of course, we look at the word intrauterine and we're kind of confused because, I don't know, I've never heard that word, and if you guys have. But when you look it up, all it means is that it's inside the uterus. Because, like we know, as, as much as we say, oh, the baby's in the stomach or the belly, it is in the uterus. So that's what they're talking about. Intra-uterus. Intra-uterine is inside the, the uterus. So how can this life be explained, is what the question's asking. And the spirit said, it is like a germinating plant. The fetus lives a corporeal, animal-like life. As a fetus, human beings already have within themselves a vegetal, vegetal animal life, which they can complete at birth with a spiritual life. So, and then there's a little footnote for the vegetal animal life, and that means uh, common to plants and animals. So they have basically this basic life, like a plant, and then at birth, it's completed with the spiritual life. It's like the two coming together. So, like, it has the body and has the heart and the organs and all these things that are working and that have life. But and then at birth, it's completed with the spiritual life. Question 355. 
As medical science has pointed out, there are infants who, even in their mother's womb, have no possibility of surviving. For what purpose does this occur? And the spirits answered, This is a common occurrence that God permits as a trial, either for the parents or the spirit appointed to animate the child. So, they're talking about spirits who not even, or ch children, babies, fetuses, who not even do they die a few days after birth, a few months after birth. But even in the womb, the parents know, the doctors know, okay, this baby isn't going to survive. So what, what's the purpose to go through this whole reincarnation just for the baby to die? And again, they said, which we talked about this before, is that this is occurring because God, God lets us as a trial for rather the parents to learn something or for the spirit and the child to learn something as well. Question 356. Are there stillborn infants who were not meant for a spirit to incarnate them in the first place? So are there stillborn so infants who, who did not actually have life? Like they were just born when they were, they were not alive when they were born. So are there stillborn infants who weren't meant for a spirit to incarnate? So they... It was kind of like we knew it was a trial that wasn't actually going to have a spirit in the first place. And the spirit said, Yes, there are some who never had a spirit destined for their bodies. Nothing would have been accomplished in them. It is solely for the parents that such a child is delivered. So there's, there was never a spirit or a soul that was going to be linking to that body because they knew what was the point. This was just a trial for the parents, so they didn't need to get a spirit to go through that whole reincarnation process just to be born dead already and going back to the spirit world. So sometimes there isn't a soul attached, a, there isn't a spirit attached to that body because it wouldn't have done any good. And then there's a second part to this question and it says, can a being of such nature be carried to term? So they're saying here, can if this this baby is not supposed to survive, but they're able to help the body keep breathing or keep the heart pumping still, then what happens? And they said, yes, sometimes this can happen. The spirit said, but then it does not survive. So... If it wasn't meant to survive, there's, of course, we've learned that there's a whole pre-planned plan. So if the baby was not meant to survive, it, it won't survive. Then there's another part to this question, and it says, Then every child has, that survives necessarily has a spirit incarnated in it? And the spirits answered, Of course. What would it be without a spirit? It would not be a human being. So every child that is born does have a spirit, does have a soul, does is linked. Because what would it, like we said before, it would just be this, this animal life. It would just be this corporeal material body living, but with no spirit. So yes, with no spiritual life. So every child that does survive does have this soul with them, attached and linked. 
Question 357. What are the consequences of abortion for a spirit? And the spirits answered, Its existence is nullified and must be commenced again. So for the spirit, their existence, it just stopped. It was like, oh, never mind, start over. And then it has to start again. It has to go through the whole process again. Question 356. Is artificial abortion a crime regardless regardless of the time of conception? And the spirits answered, A crime is always committed when the law of God is transgressed. The mother or any other person involved always commits a crime upon taking the life of a child before its birth because it prevents a soul from experiencing the trials for which the unborn body was to have been the instrument. So they're saying that this is like a crime to for, for abortion to happen because you're taking away that spirit's, that spirit's chance to try again, to fix their mistakes, to overcome new trials, to evolve more and become better. You're taking away that chance. So, the mother and anyone else involved in this is committing a crime. Question 359. In cases where the life of the mother would be endangered by the birth of the baby, is it a crime to sacrifice the child in order to save the mother? The spirit said, It is better to sacrifice the being who, has, who does not yet exist than the being who already does. So they're saying, so here sometimes, sometimes um, a mother, the doctors will tell the mother, okay, you're, if this baby is born, you might not survive. So in that case, it's like the spirits are saying here, it's better to sacrifice because that means rather the mother's going to die and the baby's going to live or the baby's going to die and the mother's going to live. So here the spirits are saying, it's better to sacrifice the one who doesn't yet exist than than you so the baby it's better to sacrifice the baby who doesn't actually exist and have this full life yet than the one who already exists and is working on trials and all of that question 360 is it rational to treat the fetus with the same respect as the body of a child who has already survived so is it right to treat the fetus the same as the body of a child and the spirits answered you should see the will of god the divine handiwork in everything and not treat lightly the things you ought to respect why not respect all the works of creation which are sometimes incomplete by the will of the creator everything follows according to god's design and no one is called upon to judge them. So, what they're saying here is that, yeah, we should treat the fetus with respect because God created it. We should treat everything that God created with respect, no matter what. Maybe we don't understand why he did something, why he did something, why he, why this is happening, but we should have the same respect for everything. So that was the end of that section, and next week we'll move on to the section 
titled The Moral and Intellectual Faculties of Humankind. But before we leave off today, I'd like to read our daily book of positive quotations for today's date, August 1st. Getting Through The best way out is always through. Robert Frost There's no easy way to get out of a difficult period, as much as we may want to find one. We just have to go through it. Rationally, we may know that our pain will lessen over time, but this is little solace at first. Still, we survive. And we survive by living through our pain, day by day, week by week, month by month. And then suddenly, one day, we're on the other side, looking back, thinking, that was a rough period, wasn't it? But I made it. I want things to be better. I want to be better, right away. I hate being in pain, but I can't make the healing go any faster, so I just need to accept that I will heal with time. I'm Bia, and this has been Cardiac Radio for Teens. Thank you all for listening.